Go for it. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast? Yeah. Say hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> That's so cute. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the channel and back to the Less Alex podcast. I am Alex. How's it going, everybody? Hopefully, you are all having a great night. Um, today on the pod, we have a guest. He's been on the channel before. He's a great, he's a monster, an absolute beast in the sports card content world. If you don't know him, I'm happy that you're getting introduced to him here on the channel. But it is Dustin from the Personal Finance Dad. Dustin, how's it going? Alex, how's it going, man? Good to see you again. Good to see you. Glad to chat with you last time. We talked about a pretty wide variety of things. Um, I'm excited for our conversation today. If you're watching this live, I appreciate you. Uh, make sure to hit that like button. If you're watching it on YouTube, I'm actually streaming this to three different places. We're on YouTube, obviously. We're on Twitch and we're on Periscope on Twitter. So if you guys, I think I'll see all the comments and everything too. So that's pretty cool. If you're listening to this after the fact though, on the podcast app, uh, make sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts, give it a five-star review. Um, that is the number one way to help the algorithm, the algo. And um, basically, so it'll suggest, they'll suggest this podcast to more and more places. I appreciate everyone for hanging out. Uh, yeah, we've got uh, some stuff to talk about. Obviously, I do want to kind of share with the viewers and the listeners um, a little bit of like your content and everything, but also like your creative process. You're you make videos like what twice a day almost? <laughs> yeah, sometimes it just, <laughs> it, it just depends. Yeah, yeah, it, you're an absolute monster. I, I thought I was working hard, but you are absolutely just destroying everyone in the like sports card content creator. I guess you could call it that, but yeah, your output is insane. So I, I definitely want to, you know, talk about some of your more recent um, pieces, some of your more recent content, and then like just kind of dig into your like creative process and how you yeah. consistently come up with new ideas at, literally every single day. Unless, you know, I'm sure there's certain occasions where, you know, you don't. When was the last time you didn't upload on YouTube? Um, actually, it was it was maybe like a week or 10 days ago uh, okay. was day in a while. But I, I do try and what I try to do is kind of I want to have an, have an average of one video a day. And a lot of times I'm ahead of that. You know, if I if you average it out, I'm probably like one point. <laughs> that is wild. Day. Yeah, but but so even if I miss one day, then I try to put out two yeah. another day. But they're they're also not thirty minute videos. A lot of times they're sure. eight minutes, they're nine minute, twelve minutes. You know, you know. I mean, sometimes I put out a fifteen minute video, but I would say that that's a long one for me. You know, so yeah, it really just depends. No, certainly, and I mean, I think I try and get mine to be right around at least eight minutes. Where you know, some people, like you said, can do thirty minute videos, and that is just a behemoth of a video <laughs> yeah, I think um, it's like creative process though yeah, I, yeah, yeah. what i try to do is like it, it within the hobby it seems like even on just a week daily weekly monthly basis there's new topics there's new questions there, there's new things that pop up and whether it be you know psa changing their prices or 
what do you guys think about group breaks or what, you know, all these different kind of inroads within, you know, sports cards um, and, and not even just sports cards, but collectibles. I also do right. like graded comic books and graded action figures. I do mostly sports cards, but it's, right. it's a collectibles type show. And I do mostly sports cards cause I'm just deep into it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of think about, and, and there are, and a lot of times too, I mean, I watch a lot of hobby content too, and I have been watching a lot of it over the last 12 months. And yeah. so, something too, where it's like, I've seen it, you know, I see it in the chat or I see a lot of people kind of chattering about it, but I don't see, I don't see content on that subject. Then I try to get that out quickly. You know, I try Absolutely. to get that. And Be a first I, mover. Yeah, I try to. And then also, and, and I know a lot of us do kind of, you know, cards that are going up and cards that are going down. And yeah. Like Cause I think people just like to watch those, you know, there, also, there is an element of like, you know, I'd love to make a video on different flavored Triscuits, but maybe nobody <laughs> cares about that you exactly know? <laughs> you know, so <laughs> and that's the that's one thing too i've i've been doing and if if you're a uh, regular here on the channel you probably already know this i personally have been doing a lot of like top five videos recently why because they perform well and at a certain point kind of to your point of i can make hey here is my personal collection like i can make that video 10 different ways right and talk about yeah. some of my favorite cards in my collection but at the end of the day i think you know especially you know you, you have you're closing in on 4000 subscribers last time i checked but at a certain point your your viewership your viewers you got to start making content that you know that they're going to be receptive to yeah. so i think that's kind of at least for me i don't know if you want to kind of talk on that but at a certain point, you got to stop being selfish. If if you if you want to be a content creator, um, and you know post videos, you got to stop being selfish with your content. I would say, and just make videos that you you think your base, your viewership is going to enjoy. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I do try to mix in, you know, yeah. like the you know the, the comic books and the and the other types of collectibles. In part because I think it would be nice to kind of broaden the you know, broaden the audience a little bit. But, you know, the fact is, is those, those, there are some people that buy comic books and buy sports cards, but, you know, they're also very different audiences as well. You know, so, you know, there, I, I've noticed that, you know, I, I can tell that there, you know, there's a lot less views on the, uh, the comic book stuff than there right. on the sports card stuff, because that's not really my base audience, you know? So um, I don't make a ton of it, but it's something that I like to sprinkle in because I do have people that ask me like, Hey, can you do other things? Can you talk about other collectibles? So, you know, I'll do that. But, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, you know, and, and I also just talk about kind of general concepts around collectibles and sports cards too. Yeah. And a lot of it is kind of like, you know, I almost treat it like um, discussion with viewership, almost like, you know, here's my, here's kind of how I feel on a topic. Talk to me about it. You know, cause I, and I just take the stance too. It's like, I'm not some 30 year hobbyist that's been doing this for my entire life. You know, I, right. I, I collected cards as a kid. I got back in two, two and a half years ago and I've learned a lot in two years, but you know, I, I feel like I can always learn more and the, and the hobby adapts all the time. So, you know, to stay on top of it, I want to hear what other people's perspectives are. So I'm a genuinely curious person in that way. And so that's where, you know, you and I were building communities, you know, and, we want to be, and, and to build a community, you have to interact with that community. And, you know, and that's, that's the whole bit. Yeah, definitely. Definitely agree with that. Definitely about building a community, um, kind of curating your content, I mean, when you're smaller and I'm not saying you or I are like anything like hot shit or anything. Right. But 
at a certain point you have a base that is, expects a certain style of content. Um, but it looks like, so I, we are streaming this on three different platforms. Like I said, Twitch, uh, YouTube and Periscope. I got some of my old school, um, regulars from Twitch, uh, talking about, can we get some magic content and stuff? So I appreciate you guys for hanging out savior and, uh, Jo. I appreciate you guys. Uh, no magic stuff tonight though. Um, I've been, I've been kicking the tires on, on, um, uh, doing a magic stream on Twitch, um, a couple times. So maybe, maybe uh, not saying I'm going to go back to it, but maybe a couple sprinkled in here or there, but let's take a look at some of these questions. We do have some kind of floating in. Yeah. I was wondering what those purple, you know, like on the comment side, all the purple, <laughs> like, what is that? It's like, Oh yeah. The, uh, so yeah, those are Twitch comments or That's Twitch awesome. chat. All right. So this is cool, man. Um, super new, uh, territory for me here. Um, with, kind of streaming on multiple platforms but we got dave g how's it going buddy thanks for hanging out we got who do you guys think so we can kind of just jump into the q a um kind of blows up our entire <laughs> plan but whatever yeah. if we yeah. got questions i'm definitely down to uh answer dave g asks who do you guys think will be better justin herbert or joe burrow this question is in my opinion, I don't know, you know, you, you answer as well, but this one is a hard one to answer because they've both looked pretty darn good out of the gates. Um, I, I, my gut says Joe Burrow. Um, it seems like he's, he's got the, he's got that swag. He's got everything. He's got the intangibles and he's got an absolute cannon. So yeah, my heart says Joe Burrow, but obviously it's insanely too, early to predict i did do a versus video on these two players mosaic rookie cards spoiler alert the winner was joe burrow so that's kind of where i stand on it but if you want to talk about you know herbert or burrow go ahead and fire away yeah i agree i was kind of going into the season i thought you know burrow is going to be good and herbert had no idea that herbert was going to be any good at all <laughs> yeah right he looked really good this first you know first half of the season the one thing that stood out for Herbert is how accurate he is throwing the ball deep downfield. And that that's really what's kind of separated him from me from, mm -hmm. from some of the other guys. He, he is, he can throw a laser 40 yards down, you know, on the money. And even like, you know, Josh Allen, if you go back last year, that was something that Josh Allen really struggled with. He could, he's got a cannon, he can throw the ball deep, but he wasn't accurate. And Josh Allen's gotten a lot more accurate this year, which has helped him out. So, yeah, with Herbert, with both of these guys, I think the big question mark is what are their teams going to do? And right. are they going to be with these teams long term? If you're talking about who's going to have the better career, you're looking at the Chargers and the Bengals, both teams kind of at the bottom of the barrel. I mean, the Chargers are better than the Bengals right now, but that could change, you know, over the, over a couple of years. And so then that's kind of the big question is, you know, are they going to stay on the same teams and are those teams going to get better? Because I think. The QBs can be great, but if you're consistently on a bad team, you yeah. know, I mean, the, the Bengals are in a really tough division. I mean, they're in arguably the toughest really hard. right now, especially with, you know, especially with the Browns actually doing something. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, mean, I mean, Burrow could be amazing and just never get out of, you know, fourth place in the division. Yeah. Very fair. Very fair. Savior says, uh, personal opinion, Herbert, has better weapons that allow him his game to be better. I mean, that's right, fair. Yeah. Um, this year, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And then Dave G says he's a fan of Tua. Or not a fan of Tua. Sorry, I got that wrong. Uh, not a fan of a lefty QB. So that's interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, I think everyone's just kind of with his injury background, you just can't feel super comfortable with Tua until yeah. he a couple seasons in. And, you know, he's kind of like the, you know, I guess it's sort of a comparison, but like Zion in basketball, it's like he's already kind of beat up as a young player and can he play full seasons? <laughs> Dex. <laughs> That's funny. Um, What's up, Dex? How's it going, man? Thanks for hanging out. Everybody looks like we got 20 or so. Um, I appreciate everybody for hanging out. But yeah, so we have some actual scheduled things that we want to talk about here. Um, so obviously football season well underway at this point. Um, you're a Saints fan. I'm a Browns fan. Things are I mean, depending upon how you look at it, things are going extremely well for, for the Browns, I would say, uh, compared to the last 20 seasons. <laughs> um, but how are you feeling about the Saints right now? I don't feel great about them. I'll be perfectly honest. I mean, they're the, the worst-looking 5-2 and two team that I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, like, the record is good, but they just they, I think they've won all five games by three points or something. Or no, the first week against the Bucks, we won like 35-20. to 20. But every other game we've we, that we've won, we've had to really squeak by and barely win. And it's just, you know, Breeze has gotten a little bit better. First couple of weeks, he looked 41, every bit of 41. <laughs> kind of, He's kind of getting a little bit of a groove. But, you know, Michael Thomas hasn't played all year, really. And without him, I mean, a big, he's a big part of our offense. He caught 150 balls last year, you know, and it's like you can only yeah. throw like there's only so many ways you can set up a screen for Alvin Kamara before defenses figure it out. Um, but I, I did see that we're going to, it looks like we're going to get Emmanuel Sanders and Michael Thomas back against, because we, we've got the Bucks on Sunday night's huge game. Uh, be a big one. So it's just, can Michael Thomas get on the field? Can, you know, is he going to produce like he has, you know, I mean, there's just a lot of question marks with the Saints. So yes, I'm, I'm happy about the record, but are, you know, can we go deep in the postseason? I think that's going to be the big question. Absolutely. Did you see that, uh, that, uh, I mean, Michael Thomas could potentially get traded. I'm seeing like, I'm seeing that rumor floating around. So that would obviously yeah. be a wild, wild thing if that happens. Um, but yeah, to your point though, breeze hasn't looked very breeze. I mean, he has at certain points, but man, he, he definitely isn't at least to this point who he's been in the past. Um, which is, I mean, one of the best to ever do it, at least in my lifetime. So he, just, he can't get the ball downfield. So, I mean, yeah. if you look at our offense, our offense is about as good of an offense as it's going to be for a QB that doesn't throw the ball past 25 yards. So yeah. I mean, if you're within 25 yards, you're super accurate, but the defenses can cheat up on you because they're not worried about breeze throwing it over the top. They're just not, you know, right. and that's, you know, so it's, it's, it's limiting. Definitely. Definitely. Curtis Evans asks, how's it going? First off, how's it going, Curtis? Uh, do you think Chase Claypool has a chance for rookie of the year? I definitely do. Um, I mean, you know, I, I predicted that and maybe a little bit early um, that the, the Steelers would struggle this season because I honestly didn't think I didn't think that uh, Roethlisberger was going to come back as good as he has. He's looked amazing compared to you know, you think about guys, he got Tommy John surgery, and that's really not a thing that happens uh, for football players. So, 
Yeah. I was, I was pretty uh, low on him. Also, I'm not a Steelers fan at all. Obviously I, I can't stand the Steelers. So, um, <laughs> but a little short sighted on my part, but yeah, I don't know about you, but I think Chase Claypool could definitely, definitely potentially win, <laughs> win it. The seven and O struggle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like if Joe Burrow continues along this path, because even though the Bengals are not winning, he's putting up huge passing numbers for a rookie. I think he's breaking records for a rookie for like passing yards and, and different things. Yeah. Um, I feel like a quarterback's going to get it, you know, uh, the, the best QB, you know, um, yeah. I'm just trying to think of who else. I mean, I like Claypool. I just feel like, he's just such a long shot because he wasn't a high draft pick. Um, you know, I just feel like they'll probably try to give it to more of like a big name, you know, for, for the league, you Definitely. know, for, uh, the fan base and stuff. Yeah. Especially, you know, if, if Burrow performs well, I mean, it just, like you said, for the league, for do it for the shield. And that's, yeah. that's going to make more money too. Right. Um, but yeah, so we do have some, products coming out here fairly soon actually we've got of course prism 2020 football prism coming out um honestly i I like it i like it um i'm gonna bring it up here on screen but i don't know if you've taken a look at this article or you've seen this yet but here it is the set looks clean i'm not a big fan of prism typically um, I, yeah. you know, I'm not, it's just sometimes looks kind of cheesy and, but like, it looks good. We got my biggest thing with it sometimes is they don't have enough of the actual field behind them. Yeah. And obviously this site, this season, we have a huge, huge window and it, it creates good, good imagery, good contrast. Um, and I mean, look at that. That looks so sick. Maybe I'm a weirdo, but I like those snakeskin ones. The snakeskin, this uh, one? the parallels. Yeah, I like those. I can't those see what cool. you're seeing right now. It didn't pop up for me. Oh, yeah. But that cool, I think. Yeah. Uh oh, we lost Dustin. Connection. Oh, nope. He's back. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. That bro snakeskin. That's nice. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, that's going to be per, one per case on the snakeskin. So that'll be definitely, that's if you pull this Joe Burrow snakeskin, that's going to be a pretty penny. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be pricey. Yeah. I like them too. I'm not buying hobby boxes for a thousand dollars, but I no, actually, no way. I considered doing, you know, maybe doing a break, maybe doing a couple of breaks and I don't really do breaks, but I was just thinking, I don't know, maybe that'd be fun. You know, if I could get in on a good one. Yeah. Definitely, if you can get it on the right price. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're going to have autographs. This is this set looks good, though. This set looks clean, of course. I mean, this, oh, my God, this is beautiful. The color blast, look at that. Yeah. So beautiful. And, I mean, in any Prism set, they have the color blast typically, and they're always expensive, the color blast inserts. So. Yeah, you've got stained glass, too. That's very the Stained popular. glass is pretty cool. I'm... I'm not crazy about how they wrote stained glass on there, but I like how that one looks. Yeah, it it looks neat, but they could have. I think maybe if they would have put like a filter over the actual um, player, I would like it more. Like maybe just like a a red filter or or a contrast, like maybe a yellow filter or something, just something to contrast the color. 
Yeah, I like um, the vertical ones too, like as opposed to the horizontal. Yeah. Yeah, vertical have a different range. Yeah, I can see that. But I, my favorite insert for prisms is is color blast. It just looks so sick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this product. I like I like some folks in chat are saying it's going to be a bazillion dollars. And like you said, the hobby boxes are going to be a grand. But I mean, if you can find them in retail, which it's going to be hard. <laughs> well, I think but, that's, yeah, the, I think the retail is going to be so pricey because all those dudes that get them at the Walmart and the targets, they're going to, I mean, I think people will pay. I think people are going to pay a lot. Right. I mean, yeah. I've even thought about that too. Like would I pay a few hundred dollars for a box? Maybe. I mean, I, I'm not going to pay a thousand for a hobby box, but I don't know. I mean, if, you know, if someone, if I could get a good deal on something's, you know, secondhand, I think the other issue too, is this comes out, if this comes out, I think December 2nd is now the new release date. There's really no other products, not any like premier products to, for it to compete with leading yeah. up holidays. You know, you've got like a couple of basketball sets, like clearly Donruss and stuff, but I mean, there's nothing that's super exciting. You know, I mean, like prison basketball comes out in March, you know? So I don't, I don't, yeah. There's nothing to compete with it. Really. There's nothing to compete with it. It's going to be the top dog. Obviously, people are flip people are flipping sealed boxes of Donruss and Absolute yeah. and I'm just like what in the world? We live in some bizarro land, but um it is what it is at this point. This is kind of the world we live in whether you love it or hate it. I personally don't mind it. Um I might get some heat for that, but like you know, people are saying, you know, I'm sure you see in Facebook groups and stuff, like leave some for the kids. It's like, no kids. These aren't going to kids. If you don't yeah, buy yeah. all of them, literally the next person's going to buy all of them. Yeah. Leave, <laughs> leave, leave some for the other 40 year old man. Now I probably would, if, if I ever found any prism or any, anything Bowman Chrome, I literally, the only way I got baseball Bowman Chrome this year was from viewers and other like YouTube people. They they found some and sold it to me at MSRP. So yeah, that's that's literally the only way I found any. I couldn't find any from any of my local big boxes. Um Dave, for this product, I might do like the early morning Walmart, like talk to the stakeout. You're gonna I might do something like that. Okay. And just, you know, maybe get my my kids out there. Hey, you know, grab my daughter. Yeah. Hey, we're yeah. camping out tonight. Waiting like for Black Friday kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it actually could be kind of a fun experience. You know, I could make it into like, hey, we're camping out in the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> Family. My wife's like, what are we doing? Right. What, what's going on? I'm like, babe, you have no, to don't worry here. about it. I'm like, you have to be here so you can buy eight boxes too. Like, you know, and just in case, <laughs> just in case there's, you know, uh, limits. Yeah. You, your wife and the kids all get because i they're starting to limit it too that's something too that i actually i like yeah i do um, and it, i think it is on it's not on prism or it's not on panini it's not on tops i think it really is on walmart and it's on um you know target or walgreens or wherever to actually enforce it too um the limits but yeah no i'm i'm i think it's just the world we live in right now um yeah. But Dave G says maybe flippers will think it's NASCAR prism. I actually did find some NASCAR prism. I didn't pull the trigger because I don't care about NASCAR, but <laughs> or is that, is somebody, could somebody in chat tell me, is that actually reselling? Like, is that, are flippers buying that? That's hilarious. If so, 
Um, I almost feel like anything Prism, you know, retail, you could probably make a little bit on. <laughs> um, I also see Topps Chrome for um, WWE. So, and I actually, yeah. I'm like very casually at this point am like interested in wrestling, like professional wrestling. Like I keep up with the like big pay-per-views and stuff of WWE, but like I don't watch the yeah. weeklies. So, I mean, that's something that like if I was bored or just like super frustrated that I couldn't find anything, like if I went to like, you know, cause I'll have those days where I go to, you know, three, three to seven stores and it, sometimes I'll not get, find literally anything worth getting. So yeah. maybe, maybe that'll be the day that I break down and buy some WWE packs. <laughs> My Walmart only has Pokemon stuff. That's it. So I'm probably oh, wow. like, Oh man, there's no basketball cards. I'm probably passing on like really yeah. limited Pokemon stuff. Cause I have no idea what it is. Right. You know, but My my yeah. Walmart and Targets have uh, Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, and uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! But yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic aren't limited, like, at all. And the Pokemon stuff they have are not the desirable, like, Champion's Path stuff. So I'm just like, all right, well. But, I mean, Pokemon cards look cool, but it's just like, if I can't at least hit something that's worth value, probably not going to want to pick it up just to have it. Because so yeah. it's, it's nothing that I am like truly invested in. Um, I was laughing too because all the you know all the retail people are like you know the the young people they can't get into you know they're not going to like you know rip packs and they're not going to get into it. Me and my daughter went to a, a card show last weekend and yeah. literally bought like junk wax era pack. <laughs> this guy gave them to us for free. They were wow. like they were five packs for a dollar, and he was like, you know what, just take five packs for your you know if she if she wants them because she was like, oh dad, actually she thought wax pack meant like. She she thought it was like a like slime video where you make slime. She's like, ooh, can we play with like wax? Is this like a wax toy? Oh. All right, well we can. You know, I mean, we'll we'll pick some up. I'll, I mean, they're five for a dollar, and he's like, don't even worry about it, man. Just take them. You know, if she wants them, you know, type thing. But that's like, if you want if you want young people to rip wax, there's plenty of junk wax stuff. Go get some '92 Flare Ultra basketball and find and look for Shaq rookie cards or whatever. You know, like. It's out there. I've got boxes of 91 Skybox basketball. They're 20 bucks, you know, and there's actually like, and there's like 30 cards in a pack. It's not yeah. like, it's not like you buy a hobby box and there's five packs with one card each and you get right. cards, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. That's one thing I hate about Prism. You'll buy, you'll buy like one pack and get like three freaking cards. It's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, did I just buy crystals or basketball cards? Right. Like, what are these? Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, no, that's one that's one thing I love about tops is they like juice the packs full of cards. Um but yeah, so I like the way that Prism looks. Um we got some folks, Andrew says he doesn't like the way that uh Prism looks this year. Compared to past years, I think it looks great. Good. Um, I won't have to fight you at the Walmart then. Yeah, right. <laughs> what no he'll be there he's, he's trying to flip them <laughs> honestly i kind of want to go to the walmart and just experience that where there's like 10 dudes just standing there waiting for the people you know the people to show up and just talk to them like how long have you been here like do right? you do this every week like i want to learn you know like how are you doing this <laughs> right do you know the actual workers or you know the distributor's name like are you on a first name do you have the, do you text like <laughs> what is this um yeah, man, it, it's crazy over the last, I would say, like, 
four or five months, like everything is gone. You can't find anything except for like Allen and Ginter. And so for those that don't like pay attention to a baseball product, that is basically like the bottom tier of, of baseball product. It's because they have like celebrities and stuff. So you can, you can pull like a two change card or like, you know, like people who aren't athletes. So, yeah. Um, I, I saw that like Ricky Bobby or, you know, whatever, like something like that. Or what's, who's the baseball guy. I can't think of his name. Danny McBride. Danny McBride. Uh, yeah. From, uh, Oh my God. Down eastbound and down. Yeah. 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 I saw that card. I'm like that card's awesome. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of cool ones actually, but, um, so <laughs> robo token asks, is there a large pro wrestling card market community? Um, actually, yeah, there, there actually is a lot of the value for the, wwe cards is in the autos like that's really the only way you can possibly make money rookie cards are kind of sketchy just because like what's a real rookie like with aj styles i know i'm kind of getting off the beaten path of what we were planning on talking about but aj styles wwe rookie card is way different than his tna rookie card obviously that was like 10 years later so <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, there is a market for it. And people, I think, have entire eBay stores devoted to just selling uh, WWE cards. So I had yeah. I did a video on that set, the, the new Prism wrestling stuff. And, and the like, view, like, basically, people were commenting that like the female wrestling cards are more popular than the male ones for like mm. the current stuff. Because I was asking about that because you see people pop up with like the 82 hulk hogan cards and the you know the older stuff like the vintage wrestling cards yeah so i was trying to figure out like is john cena like a good card nowadays or who are you like who are the you know the the cards to collect and they're like actually no it's like the female wrestlers and like yeah. the vintage stuff so i was like I oh, see that. interesting alexa bliss autograph rookie card going for big money i'm sure psa 10 oh my god <laughs> um what's up joey how's it going bud thanks for hanging out um you open some, let's see, so many comments. Um, Curtis, what do you mean you open some and grade some? Guys love the female wrestler cards. Alexa, Alexa Bliss, Kiss Auto. All right. I knew she would be popular. <laughs> She's one of the most popular uh, women wrestlers. So, um, but yeah, so... We do, uh, you know, basketball season obviously wrapped up. It feels like a couple weeks ago, um, but they're starting to talk about restarting it as early as December 22nd, which seems absolutely insane to me. What are your thoughts on how quickly they're flipping it and going to try and get back on the court? Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I know that they want to do, you know, do it by Christmas. Yeah. I, I I feel like it'll be January at the earliest. I, I honestly yeah. I think the players will just want to get through the holidays and just, you know, kind of regroup. And then, and then the other piece of that is I'm assuming they're talking about going back to the bubble in Orlando. Yeah. Just assuming that, you know, the stuff hasn't, you know, we're still kind of in the same world that we've been in for the last night. Yeah. Not much yeah. has changed. So I'm assuming they'll at least start out in the bubble. Um, so, you know, that was not a great experience for the players and their families you know, they're not able to see their family for months and stuff. Absolutely. So I don't think they're going to be pumped to get back into that. I think they'll probably just be like, well, if we wait till February and March, can we be on a regular schedule? I think they'll be having conversations like that. 
You know, I mean, if, if it's like, hey, if we wait till March, but we're but everything's back to normal, then maybe they, you know, but the NBA is going to be saying, you know, we need to get this revenue going too. You know, like we we have to at some point the NBA is probably thinking like we need to get back on a regular schedule. Some, yeah. Otherwise, basketball is just going to be a summer sport. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, it's crazy. I I agree. I think they're going to have to push it back. I don't think, especially for the Heat players and the Lakers players who are literally there the entire time, yeah. had enough time to have a cup of coffee. You know, <laughs> basically have a night at home, and already they're back back to the bubble. That seems miserable just from a human standpoint like that seems terrible um but it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what they do um it's it's interesting times we live in that's for sure um but with that we got of course prism 2021 yeah i'm curious too like what are your i mean there's really I haven't heard really any excitement about the upcoming draft class for basketball. It's kind yeah. of like I barely even know who's in it. You know, yeah, I mean, no. I'm in the same boat. I haven't heard any talk about. I mean, I know like what it's it's Lamelo, Lamelo uh, or Bust. It's, I mean, that's what yeah, people are making out to be. Yeah, there's a few players, but really, it's you know. So this Prism product that's coming out, I'm just I'm really curious to see. I mean, I know that there's going to be a lot of kind of pent up demand for for a really you know obviously like the best basketball product but it's not it's not even close to the draft class that we've had the last year yeah oh my god so yeah i mean and that's it's going to be very interesting to see if it's still you know and now look i mean i think people are still going to want to get their lebron and their luca and all their their Giannis and all that but i think it's still going to sell out but i'm just is it going to have the same sort of you know demand and excitement as the last two years. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think because last season, obviously Zion, 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 you couldn't even, I literally couldn't even open up my YouTube browser without seeing Zion front page, bam, right there. And then obviously as we moved later in the season, all the talk was about jaw and all that. And then, yeah, so It'll be interesting because of the weaker draft class. Will it be as hyped? Obviously, we don't have a lockdown going on, so people aren't going to be in front of the computers going crazy buying cards. Um, obviously, we'll wait and see if there's um, some kind of stimulus check that hits that could definitely help the the market um, from an investor's standpoint. But I don't know. I just... I'm skeptical that it's it's I don't think it'll be as hot as it was over the last couple months, last six months. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that, you know, when there's some people that don't really, you know, there's there's a debate as to whether or not stimulus played a big role or not. Sure. As far as, you know, basketball or uh, sports card prices. And I think that it played a big role in it. I do, too. I really do. I don't because and I'm not saying that the demand wasn't already kind of going up because I remember seeing it last last fall um it was already kind of heating up and prices were already going up if you look at like november december january and then they just kind of went to a whole nother level when we got to april may june you know and i think that just a lot of that had to do with with stimulus so if the whole thing is contingent on everyone <laughs> stimulus check you know yeah. or or actually you know the other part of that is a tax return Definitely. you know like 
are people going to get a big tax return and spend it on cards? Maybe, maybe they will. Right around the same time too. Um, yeah. Cause, cause prism prism scheduled for March 3rd. We'll see how the distribution chains look. Obviously everything, the pandemic could affect that still. Um, so who, who really knows, but hoops is the first basketball set scheduled for January 13th. Um, I don't know your thoughts on hoops, but obviously over the last couple months in this in this entire year, hoops has gone nutty. Um, it used to be literally dirt cheap, and now some of those cards are PSA tens are going upwards of, I mean, two three hundred dollars for like Lucas and guys like that. But yeah, um, it'll be fun. I'm just. It's crazy. Like last, and I said this in the last episode, I feel like I say this every time I go live, but it's true. Like it didn't matter. You could invest in almost anybody and you were making money. So it'd be interesting to see how the second wave of this hype train, where it takes us. I think hoops is going to be popular. Like you said, just because again, like it's going to be that first, you know, it's 2021 hoop set uh, or basketball set. And everyone's, you know, they're, there's going to be that pent up demand. Like we want prism and we want optic and all that, but it doesn't come out till later. Hoops is going to come out and people are going to be all over that. That, that stuff's not going to be sitting around at Walmarts, you know, like it'll, it's going to get yeah. Up. yeah. We, we have learned that, uh, it, nothing's going to be sitting. Nothing's going to be sitting. And that's true. Uh, flippers are going to, Ryan says flippers are going to buy prism regardless of the class. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely something to consider. Obviously the prices of PSA rising, I think that could also potentially affect the prices of slabbed cards. Um, just because if your base, I mean, no PSA 10 is going to sell for less than $50 now. It just wouldn't make sense at this point. Um, so where you could find guys, especially with baseball, there were a lot of just really underpriced, baseball players in PSA 10 cases um, last year. So our early of the beginning of this year, right around February ish, January, February, like um, guys like Manny Machado, 25 to $35 shipped. That's ridiculous. That card got up to a hundred bucks during the regular season. Um, so I think our baseline dollar amount. And I said this, months ago i really do think it's going to be about 50 bucks for a psa 10 no matter really no matter who the player is almost what do you think do you agree or disagree with that but yeah i'm really curious to see what kind of happens with you know um i feel like there's enough parallels out there now to where the the grading the base cards to get the psa you know taking the two dollar base card grading mm -hmm. it and then selling it for 80 bucks I think that that stuff is going to, I think it'll still happen, but I think it'll be less and less. Now I know that not everyone yeah. is paying $50 for a card. You know, if you're going through a third party or, you know, you've got a membership or, you know, whatever, then you're, you're paying less than that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really curious, you know, honestly, like PSA pop reports in general really, really intrigue me over the next three, six months year like a year from now there's a lot of cards that I want, frankly, that I'm kind of like, you know what, why don't I just wait you know, six months, maybe wait a year and just see where those pops are. Like, let's see where the supply is. Yeah. If it's a card that's fairly common, if it's a modern card, now if it's vintage, that's a whole different ball game. But, you know, if it's a modern or ultra modern card that was printed over the last few years, 
odds are they're going to be there. You know, like there's, it's not like, unless it's a very, very rare card, but a lot of the ones I want are just right. You know, it's like an optic rookie optic hollow or something. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I just want to see how many pop out of that PSA, you know, the million cards that are sitting at PSA that, that I keep hearing about, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, and the same with all the grading companies they are all sitting on loads and loads of cards. Yeah, just, I mean, they're still all backlogged from earlier this year. And you have to believe that a lot of those were flippers or, you know, maybe they're not flippers, but they get those cards back finally. And they're like, you know what now, you know, I think I am going to sell it because it just took forever and I just want to get my money back. Right. You know, so all that supply hits the market and then prices typically go down if the demand's not there to meet it. Definitely. Chatty H asks, why do you think buying raw and grading will go down? Curious. Um, you didn't, did you say that? No, no, I meant, I meant base cards. So I guess yeah. I think that buying $2 base cards of LeBron, oh, yeah. you know, 16 year LeBron, like let's say that two, you know, 2021 hoops base LeBron card comes out in a Lakers Jersey. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if as many people are going to send that in for grading as they did previously, you know, and, and I just feel like there's so many different parallels now that the, the base stuff, you know, I don't think that they'll be doing as much of that. Um, I could be wrong, but I, I do think that there's still going to be a, a lot of people that are buying raw and sending into grading. I, I want to make sure I clarify that. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that question caught me off guard. I was like, I don't think that's what he said, but <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, it, it either way it goes. Um, I definitely think with basketball, you know, what I learned over the last think, seven or eight, ten months or whatever it's been. Um, especially digging in because I've never really been basketball focused. I've always just been baseball cards. That's always what I've done. Um, but with basketball this past year, you could buy any raw card of like an all like a Luka Doncic, like a high level player, and you could flip it and make big money on it. It'll be interesting to see if that's still the case or if. Um, investors are only interested in PSA nines and tens. So that's something I could see changing um, because, you know, you're buying Lucas and Donovan Mitchell's and like these big name guys, at least I was raw. And then seeing the results of what the pandemic took on PSA, I was like, I'm not going to send these in and then potentially lose money. I'm just going to flip them now triple my money in some instances or quadruple. I mean, honestly, in some instances with Luca and stuff, but it'll be interesting. I don't know what your thoughts are on, on that, but like basketball was just like a slam dunk, like no pun into, I didn't even mean to do that, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm really bullish on PSA nine. Actually, I put out a video on it today. I think, yeah, I think it was today. Um, Not that I don't buy PSA 10, but just, to be able to diversify and buy more cards, mm-hmm. PSA nines, there's just so much out there that are, and, and also, you know, a lot of times you can't really tell a huge difference between the nine or in the, ten, or the 10 and the nine, you know, they, I think that PSA, I, I'm sure a lot of those graders, they sit there and they're like, man, this one could really go either way. Like, I know that that happens. It's Flip a coin. Happen. Yeah. It's gotta happen. I mean, I know they have their parameters. I'm not, you know, like it's, it's like refereeing a sport, you know, you watch a play and you have to make a call on it. It goes one way or the other. And so I do think that, you know, there are some tough calls there. So that's why I, I, yeah. I like PSA nine, cause you can get them, 
typically my threshold and I'm, and I target very specific players like Luca is one that, that would be an, a, but that's every, I feel like everyone that yeah. all cards has got some Luca. Um, you know, so for me, Luca is a target. And if I can be anywhere under, you know, 25%, maybe even 30%, depending on the card of what the PSA 10 is, if the PSA nine is 25, 30% price wise of what the PSA 10 is, then I, I, I target that sort of ratio. And um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've bought up quite a bit of the PSA nine stuff. Cause I do think, and, and like you mentioned earlier with grading, only getting more expensive, mm-hmm. you know, I just, those are going to be at a premium. I don't think, I think people are going to want graded cards. I, I don't think that that's going to go away where they're like, right. you know what? forget graded cards. We're just going to buy raw. Cause honestly, like when I started collecting, that's all there was when I was eight in 1989, all you had was raw. And it was literally walking into card shops and like the sticker, you know, the dealers got the stickers like, Oh, this one's near mint. And then I'm like a nine-year-old, like, I don't know, this corner looks a little fuzzy. It's near mint kid. It's 20 bucks. Right. That's what you're dealing with. So at least, and PSA is not perfect and BGS is not perfect, but at least if you have you know, the third party grading, you've got something to work with. Right. You, know, you can look at sales transactions and, and, and negotiate like that. So. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's funny. That takes me back to going into card shops too. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's a little bit of negotiation. I don't know about you, where you went, yeah. but like, there was a little bit of negotiating room just cause I was in there all the time. But like, yeah. typically it's like, all right, this is the price. Um, you either pay it or it's you're not taking it home. <laughs> well, and I think, and, and I, yeah, I'm using kind of an extreme example, but there was a lot of good card shop owners too, that wanted, wanted kids to come back, you know? So right. they were like, Hey, I'll give you this one for free or I'll throw in these cards. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of good. Get a little grab bag people. on your way out. Yeah. But they're, they're running a business. So, you know, you can't fault them for, you know, trying yeah. to. Start yeah. Um, Ryan says he loves PSA nines. I think there's great value. I, I don't know what it is. I just like the 10. I, I, Tens a ten, man. You can't beat a ten. Don't, don't get me wrong. I want time piece. Like, <laughs> but no, I'm definitely going to start looking at nines. One thing too, for baseball, and I know that is basically what majority of my viewers are interested in. Um, I would go nine times out of ten if you have the opportunity and the budget to go with one PSA nine or ten graded versus four or five raw go with the graded it's going to be able to you're going to be able to flip it a lot easier um unless unless you have like just the best eye ever (laughs) and you can uh find all those gym mints online or you know obviously and you know card shops are starting to uh open up and there's you said you went to a uh show recently too i watched that video yeah. that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah. did they not let you film inside of there or? um i did take a little bit in there but it was they had you know they had signs up like no pictures or anything and oh. I, I was also trying to be careful too that i wasn't filming other people that i didn't you know i didn't want yeah, yeah, to be yeah. like, hey you didn't get permission for filming sure. and all that so um you know i had my my daughter took a couple of pictures here and there and we posted it but but yeah, I was just trying to be a little bit more careful and respectful because nobody else was doing it. It'd be one thing if there were like if, if we were at the national or something and everyone had a camera and doing right. it. This is like, you know, a warehouse, you know, full of people. <laughs> and I was like, I would have been the only one filming. You know, they would have been like, what the heck is that guy doing? You know? Right. And that's just weird. I don't know about you, but like 
I've tried to do like vlogs, <laughs> right? For like going into Target and stuff. And it's just weird having a, like whether you're doing it with your phone or you're doing it with an actual camera. Yeah. It's just strange. People look at you, at least in Illinois. Like it's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't really done it. I haven't done it much. I and mean, we've done a little bit, but yeah, my, my, my wife's not walking around with like the boom mic. You know, <laughs> she's just got it. Hey, right on set. Yeah. Can you get the audio right? Or are we just going to have to redo this over and over again? You know, like, <laughs> oh god, you gotta like walk into the target like three times to get the perfect <laughs> angle. All right, yeah. now you gotta get it from this angle. Okay, now set up over there, and I'm gonna walk this way. <laughs> oh god, what is that? All the B film or what are they B roll? Yeah, the B roll. <laughs> oh god, that's great. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, oh, yeah, I I'm definitely I, I excited. Yeah, I want to do more more card shows. There's not, I mean, actually, and I'm in the the Raleigh, North Carolina area. Um, they are starting to pick up and do more stuff. North Carolina has been kind of more on lockdown. We've been a lot more careful just as far as opening things back up. Sure, um, but they are starting to do it, you know. So, and this was actually a pretty decent sized show. I have watched YouTube videos of other channels where they're like, "Oh, I'm at this show," and it literally looks like it's 25 tables. Like they look tiny. Yeah. These card shows, a lot of them, and this was over 200 tables at this show I was at now the last card show I was at was in like, you know, a shopping mall, like the Dillard's and the JC okay. and like everyone is set up. I was thinking that way, like 30 years ago, you walk, you're a kid, you walk into the mall and you're like, yeah, card show, you know? And your parents are like, dang it, card show. We have to go walk around look at all these cards, um, yep. you know? So, but it, you know, that's kind of where my mind was. And then when I walked in, I was like, okay, well, you know, it's not exactly what it used to be, but you know, it was, it was still cool. My daughter thought that I was actually gonna, she's like, where's the stage dad? Like, where do you set up? She oh, thought, she thought you were going to like present or something. Yeah. She was like, where do you go on? I'm like, what are you talking about? We're here to buy cards. You know? And she's like, oh man, I thought we were here to do a show. She got all dressed up and stuff. And then once we were there, she's like, okay, I'm ready to go. She's like, are you hungry? I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> she thought she thought dad was uh gonna be, you know, <laughs> front and center. That's funny. Yeah. Oh man. Um no, that's cool. It also, like the biggest card show I ever went to was whenever the Cardinals had the all-star game in St. Louis, and it was basically like a fan fest, I think is what they called it. But basically, they had like all these activities for kids and stuff. And then like a massive card show. It was crazy. It was awesome. Just looking around. It was, that was so dope. Um, yeah. There's only been, I think one card show since things have started to open up around here. Um, it was like an hour away. So I was like, eh, I'm good yeah. on that. But um, Let's see. Get back to these comments here. Everything with the tops logo has been hot. I've even been flipping insert. And mascot cards. Okay. That's uh that's interesting. Um, would you guys ever think about buying a certain card graded from other companies because they're cheaper and send them so cracking them and sending them in? Yeah. Uh yeah, that's something I've considered. I haven't pulled the trigger on it just because there's you know, just that's 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 sketchy, it's risky. You're already so like you're paying more for the card, obviously, because it is in a case. So say you're going from 
uh, SGC and you're going to try and get it to a PSA 10 or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's a risk because maybe you could buy that Boba for like five bucks raw and still gym. Now you're paying 30 to try and get it to 60 or 70. Right. It's a risk. That's, that's, that's all I'm going to say. I don't know about yeah. what, what are your thoughts on that? I have heard, and I'm not a, I, you know, I, I buy graded and sell graded or I buy raw, sell mm-hmm. raw. I haven't gotten into the game of, of grading, buying raw and grading right. I'm against it. I just haven't, I don't trust my eye to be able to, Same. to, do, it, to do it right. right. I'm just not, I, I'm risk adverse in that way to where I'd rather just buy graded, sell graded or raw to raw. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard of people come to me and say they're buying GMA stuff. So a GMA case, cause it's like, okay you know, it's fast turnaround time. It's like, I think it's like $8 a card or something. And now they don't have the reputation that PSA and everyone else has, but I suppose, you know, I mean, for certain cards, maybe it makes sense. Um, you know, but I, I haven't done any of that. I do think too, with PSA nine, kind of going back to that, that debate or whatever. Um, another comment is I think that if, if you're also thinking of someone that did a huge PSA submission, and like you said, they're hoping for tens, but then they've got all these nines. Yeah. I think that a lot of people are more apt to negotiate on those because they just want to move them. They just want to move the nines and, you know, and, and maybe I'm wrong on that. You know, maybe they want to hold the nines and sell the tens. I, I don't know, but I feel like they're like, Oh darn, I got these nines. Well, let's get, you know, let's just move them so we can try to get more. Let's like submit more for grading, that, and try to get tens. Yeah. That's, that's definitely an interesting angle. I, I could see that, especially, you know, and, that's why I always say when buying on eBay, always don't ever just buy it outright. Just make an offer. If if you're bidding on something that doesn't have that offer option, don't bid on it. Unless obviously it's like a one of one or something that you really want for your personal collection. But if it's like a base, you know, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. PSA 10, just go for the one that's literally right under it and yeah. uh, try and get a better deal, especially on PSA 9s because I didn't even think about that. That is a really good point people might've just got it back from submission and they're like, okay, well, I want to reinvest this. I'll take a maybe 10 or 15% less than what it's worth just to try and roll that money into another card. So that kind of happened to me at that, at that card show that I was at, I bought three Giannis PSA nine cards. One was, yeah, one was a 2017 silver prism. Uh, One was a 2019 silver prism and the other one was a 19 Ruby wave. And they were all PSA nines and he gave me all three for 90 bucks. And when I went and I, I looked on eBay, you know, there was a Ruby way that sold. Seems, I, I don't know the prices of any of them, but it seems like a good deal for you. It was, it was a good deal. I mean, there wasn't a lot of comps on eBay uh, for, for all of them. Um, but, I, but when I did look at it, there was some, you know, it, if I was looking at what, what people were asking on eBay compared to what this guy sold them to me for, it was way above, you know, there was like 2017 prism, um, Giannis is for like a hundred bucks, you know, and I got it for 30 on average, you know, for the three. So, so a lot of people say that card shows can be very expensive. And I do think that you will run into tables where they've got stuff marked up and everything, but you also yeah. have to pay for a booth. They stop. They have to pay for, cards. yeah, that's the thing. They, they want to sell cards. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and maybe you go, go on the last day. You Especially could, you know, on the la- that's what I was about to say. If you go yeah. closer to the end of the show, you're definitely going to be able to find deals because they are not going to want to package up, pack up all that stuff again. If they got like a big old 50 cent, uh, you know, 2k or whatever. If you see some good cards in there that maybe potentially should not be in there, 
maybe make an offer on the whole box because I guarantee they're not going to want to have to carry everything, especially if they're not local. So yeah, that would be my little, <laughs> that would be my little thing. Um, yeah, absolutely. Dexflow says avoid all base overpriced or overproduced. Yeah, the trouble is there's so many parallels now that mm -hmm. base is so yeah, I mean if you come it just it's all relative. Um right. but yeah, I mean if you think about how many parallels there are, base does feel like there's just a lot of base. But you know, it all it's all relative. How much is the cost? If the base is a dollar a card, you know, or whatever, two dollars or something compared to the parallels, well, you know, it just depends. Yeah. Devereaux says, I just tried to get my 14 year old son into collecting cards with me. We went to the shop as soon as he saw how much they were, he was instantly <laughs> unimpressed. Yeah. It's getting crazy. That's for sure. Especially some of the big name tens. Um, what's your guy's opinion on sending cards to be graded or you do. Okay. So yeah, chatty, we kind of just talked about this. Um, I like buying raw selling raw and vice versa, buying graded selling graded. Um, as, my, as do you, yeah, part of my issue with that is, so I had a plan that I was going to grade raw cards and I, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go, I'll get a kind of a, a third, like I'll get a second opinion before I send the cards and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But then basically like, you know, um, everything hit the fan in March and then, and then all the, the timelines got, got pushed back. Crazy. So or like a 30 day was now a 90 day and a 90 day turnarounds now a six month, you know? So then I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I might not see these cards for a year. And so that's where it just kind of, you know, just stopped for me there at that point. Yeah. Until I get caught up. Yeah. 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 That's, that's kind of my thing is like, I didn't want to have to wait and obviously not sending it in. You're going to have to wait longer, but I just, I was out as soon as, as yeah. soon as I saw six months, turnaround time i'm like all right i'm good i'll just either sell this raw or wait <laughs> um ryan says i've been going to, i'm gonna go to a card show in new orleans next month 30 only only 35 tables that seems like a lot <laughs> yeah it depends on how it's set up but yeah i mean i mean yeah if they're only like four foot tables and yeah <laughs> you can blow through 35 tables pretty quickly yeah <laughs> um yeah, Toa, Toa also said 35. That's small. Yeah. Um, that's good stuff. Right on, man. Well, we are approaching 58 minutes. If you guys have any more questions, we've kind of been just, uh, you know, going off the rip here and just kind of doing our own thing, um, answering questions throughout this whole thing. Uh, so if you guys have any more questions, now's the time to get them in so we can answer them. And then, uh, you know, I think we're about close to calling this one. Uh, a podcast. If you guys are watching this live, make sure to hit that like button. It is really, truly, and honestly the best way to help support the content. It's 100% free. It takes one flick of the thumb if you're watching on YouTube. If you're on Twitch, uh, hit that follow button. Hit that follow. It's been a long time since I said that, but I uh, hit that follow button. Um, <laughs> Long-term EV on Commander uh, Legends. So there's a Magic the Gathering set that's about to come out. Dude, I think that set's going to be insane value. If you keep it sealed, if you crack it, obviously reprints are going to happen eventually and then you lose all your value. <laughs> but um, no, I think sealed pa sealed boxes of Commander Legends for Magic could be potentially uh, worth some money. Magic's so hard because they do reprint. So like for those that don't know, obviously 
Uh, we know a rookie card of LeBron James can never be reprinted. Obviously, they can reprint it, but it won't be a true rookie card. Yeah. In Magic, they reprint the cards every three to four or five years. So it just destroys your value um, on yeah. all the cards. So. Do they mark it so you know like which one is the... Yeah, so sometimes they'll have different art, um, and then the set symbol. There's a set symbol kind of similar to Pokemon. If you're familiar with that, there's a set symbol. Um, so sometimes there'll be different art, but still, a lot of the cards are meant to be played and not collected. So therefore, yeah. once you release more, the price is going to drop a little bit, no matter the card. Um, so Interesting. When is Eric Perry asks when my next... Cal uh, collaboration is so for you and i we're going to be doing one on your channel sometime next uh late next week early the following week yeah it might be next week or it could be the following yeah, yeah on my channel yeah but it's it's coming yeah it's coming up and then for me on the channel here and on the podcast uh actually i'm going to be on malone money mindset tomorrow i'll be on his channel so guys go check him out um but let's get Last, how many day turnaround? Oh, for that was they're talking amongst themselves. That's fine. Same question with Pokemon Vivid Voltage. And oh man, I don't know too much about current Pokemon sets, my guy. Um, what's up, Jason? How's it going? Thanks for hanging out. Uh, will you have more pro wrestling content <laughs> for the road to WrestleMania? Yeah. Um, I keep seeing. I might honestly buy a couple blasters because it's literally like that or just these garbage like Yu-Gi-Oh packs. <laughs> That's so. funny. I'm shifting my whole channel to pro wrestling content. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson's your next guest next week. <laughs> um, could be 122 days turnaround time. I don't know if that's PSA or what company, but that's no bueno. I'll just buy PSA nines. <laughs> yeah um closest thing to magic reprints and sports cards is 1989 pro set they're still printing those <laughs> touche eric <That's> awesome. <laughs> oh all right guys i appreciate everybody who's watched this who is listening to this again if you're on the podcast listening to it five star review actually if you guys are watching this now go on over to apple podcasts Please just give it a five-star review. I appreciate everybody who's listening. Um, make sure to hit that subscribe button. If you're new here and you made it this far, jump in the comment section. Let me know. Let us know what set this year are you excited for most. There's a lot of heat that is going to be coming out here towards you know the beginning of the year. And um, I'm excited for, I mean, Prism. I'm not even really big into Prism, but it looks pretty cool. And if they take that same design and have that for basketball, I think that's going to be real fire. Oh, yeah. Um, but skin basketball cards. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, you can't beat it. Black <laughs> Mamba. Oh, my God. The, the Kobe Bryant one's going to be sick. Awesome. Um, but yeah. So obviously, Dustin, if you want to tell people where they can find you on the internet and where the, they can follow you and find all your content. Yeah, my YouTube channel is the Personal Finance Dad. I have to remember my handles here. So Instagram is the Personal Finance Dad. Twitter is invest underscore in underscore cards, I believe. Yep. And that's yep. it. Awesome. Yeah. And uh follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Les Alex. 
um twitch and periscope viewers i appreciate you guys this is first time i've ever done a triple threat stream you know i feel pretty good it it didn't go uh pretty much went went without a hitch so pretty cool stuff i definitely think i'll be doing more uh triple streams here coming up i appreciate everybody if you want to help the content out um check out the ebay affiliate link in the description also dustin your information and the link to your channel is in the description as well. So make sure to go subscribe to him. He's making content literally every single day. So if you guys think that I'm a beast, he's doing it once, maybe even sometimes twice a day. Um, I appreciate Thanks for coming on, man. This is, you know, you're, you're always fun to talk to. So absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Alex. It was, this was awesome. Definitely. Um, next stream, Chatty. I don't know. I'm going to be doing a, um, live cop. So we're going to be going on to eBay, trying to find some steals, some deals with the community. So I'm going to be doing that maybe sometime this weekend. Um, and then I have a versus video. We're going to be doing Mike Trout versus Mookie Betts. That's going to be a fun one. That's going to be one that I think could be a uh, pretty contentious. <laughs> a lot of people have a lot of opinions on who is the best in the biz right now. So that one will be coming out actually on Thursday. So tomorrow, but yeah, guys, thanks for hanging out with me. And as always, until next time, keep cracking packs, keep collecting. I will see you all in 